Hello and welcome to the Two Tones, uh, Tony DeBolfo. Greetings, Tony. Uh, and Tony Moclair. It is episode 12. Well, that's episode Bokehurst, if I oh, recall rightly. The Blainster is uh, the great number 12. You did identify your favourite oh. number 12, Tony. Matty Skinny Lappin. What a player he was. What a great player he was for the Carlton Football Club. And if you go back a bit further, Barry Armstrong. Now, Barry was a two-time premiership player. I had his his Scanlon's card. Did you? years ago. Yes, Yes. I did. Number 12, record holder in the Guernsey. 204 games. I uh, I reminded myself uh, early today. And... A Bandura boy, uh, much the same as Matthew Cruiser, who um, plays his 150th game this week. So yeah. Bandura's been very kind to Carlton with yes. those two very good players. And if you go back even further, the late, great George Chalice. Um, oh. When I say late, it was a long time ago that he lost his life, but it was on the, the battlefields of France. But he was a, a premiership player in 1915 mm. and was gone by mid-1916. How about that? And uh, was, was uh, I think he played 50 games in the number 12 Guernsey. And uh, the Levi Casbolt is... Um, uh, rather tenuously related to George Chalice uh, by by family marriage. The Casbolts married into the Chalice line. So ah. uh, there is a connection with um, uh, a great footballer and um, one of our, our uh, war dead, um, the, the late George Chalice. Which yeah. uh, you see honoured every time you come to Icon Park. Um, I love the fact that that's there. Right as you come in on the left-hand side. Yes. Um, uh, what is it? A, a memorial, memorial cairn that, uh, that recognises the service of uh, Carlton players who have uh, all given the ultimate sacrifice. Very true today. tone. Yes. Formally unveiled on the uh, 100th anniversary of the Anzac Day landing. There you go. Now, Tone, there has been a buy, so there is no game to speak of, but we are going to cover off a few things. We are. But before we do, Tony, might I commend you and your uh, your journalistic expertise uh, amid the mayhem that must have must have been happening at Tullamarine Airport last week when that, um, uh, I suppose, that uh, situation arose on that flight um, uh, you know, uh, on Sunday night, if I remember, uh, it was Saturday night. No, it was uh, Thursday morning. Thursday morning yeah. was it? Thursday morning. Yeah. Where you, um, front and centre on Three AW, managed to um, have first connection and, and contact with Andrew Leon Shelley, the former Carlton and Melbourne yeah. player. I didn't who was, know. He was, I didn't know he was a Carlton player. He was indeed. Well, I don't, he, I don't know. know that he played senior footy, but he was yeah. certainly on the books here. Uh, I, I, I recall that he wrote to David Park and. Yeah. Uh, um, telling him in no uncertain terms that he would play league football, <laughs> which he him. did for Melbourne. But, Tony, you were front and centre, and, and in all seriousness, congratulations to you um, on managing to land uh, Leon Shelley. Um, basically, as the story was happening, hours before anyone else got anything from what was actually going on on the jet. So do you just want to take us through... What happened there? Well, um, I'm very fortunate. I have a great producer called Bianca. Um, so what happened is uh, Andrew Lancelli's girlfriend called the radio. I do the radio program from midnight to 5.30. This all happened you know, at around that time. The aircraft took off at about 20 past 11, I think. Turned around about half an hour later when, when this man allegedly stood up and said, I have a bomb, and started walking around the aircraft and acting in a suspicious manner and was then te- tackled by 12 brave men and true. Um, his uh, girlfriend called 3AW and said, my boyfriend's on a plane and they're not letting them off. There was a man who said he had a bomb. 
And then slowly but surely calls started coming in. We had uh, a caller from Avalon who said, I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of planes landing here in the middle of the night, which is unusual. So then we knew there was a, you know, something really going on because they were diverting aircraft. And, and then we had a caller just near 30, 40 metres from the aircraft itself. And he could see what was going on inside the cabin. And so Vanessa, who was uh, Andrew's uh, girlfriend, just kept calling us with updates about what, what was going on. And the listeners of AW were magnificent. So we had this, you know, real Johnny-on-the-spot kind of uh, correspondence, if you want to call them that. And then um, at around, I think, quarter to five, lo and behold, we had Andrew on the phone. By that stage, they'd been taken off. This is how lucky we were. They'd been taken off the aircraft. They, were, they couldn't go through customs because all their passport, passports were still on the aircraft. They weren't allowed to grab them. So they were in, they were in this kind of uh, no-man's land, if you like, and shortly after our phone call, I believe, I'm not sure if this is correct, but um, they weren't allowed to call out or speak to the mm. media. So we got um, I, an interview with Andrew as he was just off the plane. And he's a very impressive man. He's, uh, uh, well, he was articulate, articulate, you know, gave us a real sense of what went on board the aircraft, the fact that he was one of the first people to confront this guy. Strolled out of business class, mind you. That's truly sacrifice <laughs> to, to, to have left the cosseted world of business class and free champagne <laughs> to go and mix it with the filth in economy. <laughs> um, yeah. So he um, – uh, and what was amazing about the story was just uh, this guy had, had allegedly claimed that he had some sort of device on him, but that didn't stop – people getting up and tackling him and mm. I thought that is that's exactly the sort of courage we need I'd love to know Tony if, if the uh, Victoria Police were actually listening to the telecast well or, that's that's interesting they uh, I've been told it was very interesting to listen to so maybe that's what they spent the 90 minutes doing who knows well extraordinary set of circumstances you know when it's a it's a rarity in journalism that you would find yourself in a situation yeah like that. definitely and uh, I can recall waking up you know, hours afterwards and hearing that interview with uh, Andrew Lee and Shelley being mm. replayed ad nauseum because no one else was basically getting anything. So that's a that's a real feather in your cap. Oh, well thanks, well done for, for Thank you. Um, so, some great news on the spot. You know, it's just an inc- extraordinary set of circumstances and, and all power to you. It was well done. Well, thank you. I, I like to think that Andrew learnt, the, you know, the power of, uh, the power of the spoken word here at Carlton. I think it's something that the club had imparted to him. We're, we're certainly claiming him. Yeah, that's good, what you mean. good. Now, um, uh, we can talk about, well, the good news that's happened this week, Tone, there's a couple of milestones that we have to cover yes. off. And more importantly, uh, an important step in the, the strategic rebuild of the Carlton Football Club, and that being re-signing of young players and locking them down Till uh, you know the early twenties. Very true, Tony. It's an investment in in the future of the Carlton Football Club that the that Carlton itself has made with these young players. And for the players concerned, uh, it, it must be a weight off their minds. Uh, what what closure in terms of contract means to them now is that they can all get on with uh, what they do best and continue to emerge as uh, as um, you know serious talent for the Carlton Football Club. So yes, we should. Uh, name the players concerned. It's name them. The great thing about these um, you know, young signings is, is they're talented and they're just becoming steeped in the Bolton game plan. That's what I like about it too. Very true. Uh, you know, I, I suppose, Tom, when you look at um, Bryn's, Bryn Bolton's tenure and that of any new coach starting out, obviously it would take some time for the players to adjust to the to the edict or the ethos mm. and, and to 
understand what's required. And I, I can remember having a discussion about this with Simon Madden, and he always talked about the aha moment where, mm. you know, when he started out, it might have been undershooty, and the, the, the response was, huh? And then after a period of time was, ah! You know, it just took that little time for the, the, the penny to drop and for, I guess, the players to get an understanding of the methodology of, of the senior coach. And as you've alluded to here, I think that's what's happening now. And, and uh, we've said it for a little while now, haven't we, that, you know, you can see with every quarter, mm. not just every game, the improvement in these players, how dramatic it is. Yeah. And um, I think it's just magnificent for the club that, um, that there is uh, some finality brought to the, you know, to the negotiations with uh, mm. contracts. And, and these fellows that are, are going to take Carlton forward yeah. are, are locked in. Well, but, yeah, and you look at, <clears throat> say, some of the contract negotiations – uh, in the last couple of years, remember, you know, Lockie Henderson avoiding contract negotiations and now we know why and, and players, you know, let's say Zach Tui leaving the club, for example. So there have been players who have gone on to other clubs. It's great to see players sitting down and saying, this is the club that I want to make a, a solid career commitment to. Yes. And I would, I, you know, I'd argue every one of these players wants to be a club, one club player too. You'd, li- you'd love to think so, you know, and, and, and you look at the names here, Tony, we, we should so mention them, them Tony. Zach Fisher? Well, uh, you know, uh, left-footed, will-the-wisp player, exciting player, um, made the move from WA to be part of the fold and has already shown, you know, what he can do, um, the games that we've seen him play. He's got a great uh, number on his back too. He, he has indeed, and he, he is also a, um, a popular figure amongst mm. the, uh, the, the playing group, a real, you know, jack-in-the-box type. Person, uh, I, I saw him earlier uh, actually, just uh, after he got off the track, and he was talking about you know how good it was, and congratulating him on signing. He talked about how good it was now to that he could really concentrate on the the job at hand and, yeah. and move forward with his footy. So yes, the number twenty five on the back, Tony. Um, it's a, a lofty number to carry, but uh, it sits comfortably on one Z Fisher at this stage. That's a uh, pleasing thought, Tony Carlton supporter. Harry Mackay. Now, um, when will the waiting be over, Tony? <laughs> well, look, big blokes take longer. We know that, Tony, and um, and so it is with Harry. Look, you know, he's come back also from, you know, injury. Uh, I think he was laid off for some period, uh, um, you know, um, over the journey. So I guess, you know, hard to believe that he's probably still in a growing body where he stands 6-7 at the moment but I think with with bigger fellas that they probably just allow him a a little bit of time to really um, you know, find his feet and Mm. um, I'm sure we'll see see him shortly. I I guess the club doesn't want to rush him, you know, just wants to go softly, softly with Harry Mackay but um, you know, the fact that he's been re-signed for two years having not played a Mm. senior game uh, says a lot about the, uh, the estimation in which he is held by the football club. So um, you, you look at Harry McCoy and you, you think of the forward line, you, you can see that his like is that sort of piece of the puzzle mm. that really, we really need because, yes, we've got the back line right and the midfielders are all up and about. Um, we just need to um, consolidate our, consolidate our, our uh, set up up front. So is that is that the plan, generally speaking, with Harry, that he would be played as a tall marking forward? Well, I would have thought so. I think that was how he was recruited. I'm sure he's got the capability to, to you know, head up the ground. And, um, you know, uh, the, the Matty Cruiser's, um, you know, such a durable character these days um, and obviously loves playing 100 minutes, you know, uh, 
uh, as a follower, mm. but you would imagine that Charlie could, uh, Charlie, uh, sorry, Harry Mackay would be the sort of player that could actually, you know, pinch hit as a ruckman, no problem yeah. at all. But um, uh, we we hope that we'll shortly see him, you know, and, and Brendan Bolton, to his credit, has always played players on form. Mm. Um, you know, if, if form warrants it in the, in the uh, at reserve grade level, no doubt. Harry McCoy and his like will get the call up, and that's what we all hope for. Now, good news in the Kurnow household. Uh, Mrs Kurnow, who has done no end of good for the Carlton <laughs> Football Club, yeah. uh, she's given us two great players. Charlie has re-signed. He has very in, happy about that. He has. He has indeed. And, you know, we, we, we there is a play that we are seeing, um, you know, uh, an emergence, I guess, yeah. of a real talent, uh, you know, Truly athletic player. Um, oh yeah! You know the, the the lovely through the air, um, good mover on the deck, and um, just uh, you know seems to be finding his feet quite literally uh, with every with every uh, game that he plays. Um, uh, Charlie, um, actually, where's the number thirty of Jay White? Mm. Um, and um, seems to be sitting pretty comfortably on his on his back at the moment. I did note um, Grace Phillips's um, broadcast. On the website during the week, where it was also mentioned, I think Grace and Ed was pretty close to re-signing. Also, um, oh, he has re-signed. That's uh, excellent. He has re-signed. So, uh, yeah, the Kerno clan would be mm. cock a hoop with uh, with that news. The two boys have uh, committed pen to paper. Um, so it's all systems go for the Kernos into um, well, 2017 and beyond. I love it, Edward and Charles. It's Edward. good to have you in, inside. <laughs> The tent rather than the other way around. Um, Knighthood's pending, Tony. Sir oh, Edward. I, I tell you, uh, th- the way they play sometimes. Um, now, you'd have to say possibly the most uh, exciting debut of season 2017. I don't think there'd be much um, uh, debate about that. SPS, uh, he has agreed to, uh, get this, a further three years. That is just an absolutely delicious prospect. It is a delicious prospect. And what a what an achievement for uh, the, the kid from Halls Creek, you know, the middle of nowhere, um, followed the dream, you know, uh, just wanted to, uh, um, you know, ply his craft in the big smoke, went to WA to try and further his football because um, I'd imagine... Um, It'd take a fair, uh, fair bit of time to uh, get from one ground to the next in whatever league Halls Creek was in. Oh, um, God, are you kidding uh, me? Yeah, yes. so he, he made the move and played for Claremont. Yep. And uh, really, this was part of the journey. Carlton picked him up. They recognised his talent early. In fact, I can recall um, uh, the great Glenn Jakovic, um, uh, you know, extolling... Petrovsky Seaton's virtues prior to the draft, you know, said, and he would have been how old at the time? Oh, eighteen, you know, yeah, seventeen, okay. eighteen yep. at the time. But talking about um, how West Coast uh, ought to move heaven and earth and try and get this kid yeah. on their books. Thankfully, Carlton managed to secure uh, Petrovsky Seaton, and as you said, we've seen glimpses of sheer genius in the games that he's played so far. Did you say, am I quoting you right? Speaking of West Coast, that there were shades of Chris Lewis. Yes, um, I, I, in fact, I think that I think Jakovic may have drawn that distinction. Okay, yeah. I think he may yeah. have, but I, I certainly recall reading how you know, leading up to the last draft, how Glenn Jakovic was um, just commending the sort of player that Petrovsky Seaton was. I think I think what I've really liked about him, what I've seen, is how 
poised and, yeah. uh, you know, re- relaxed he seems to be the way he goes about his work. Like, you know, first game, it looked like he'd been there forever. Yeah. Um, just didn't seem to be flustered or... That was against or, Collingwood. Yes, on the G, was it? wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And he yep. just didn't seem to be flustered or... No. He had an injury interrupted pre-season, if I recall rightly. So, mm. you know, the preparation wasn't as good as it might have been. And yet he handled the whole thing with, you know, with uh, aplomb. And um, Carlton are indeed fortunate that, you know, Sam... Samo was signed for another three. Um, that's uh, and it's, it just whets the appetite um, yep. to see him play um, and see what he's capable of doing for Carlton. Now, um, just on somebody else, um, uh, well, Andrew Phillips has signed as well till twenty nineteen. Well, he has. You know, the the, the big red is as uh, um, committed till uh, for another what's that two seasons beyond seventeen. And, um, you know, as good as uh, Matt Cruz is going, we certainly need backup. You know, we need insurance. And uh, and I think, and unfortunately, before his injury setback, Andrew Phillips was really starting to look the goods, you know, last year. Yeah. Um, you know, he was uh, he mixed it uh, with all the best uh, ruckmen in the con- competition up the ground. He also showed that capacity to go forward and kick a big goal. Um, so I think, uh, you know, the fact that he's, again, committed to the end of 2019 means that Carlton actually see him as part of their long-term plans. And um, it's just magnificent that they're locking these players away. Yeah. Another another GWS recruit um, that's really um, um, vindicated the faith mm. of um, Stephen Silvani and the recruiters in, in um, uh, who brought him down here in the first place. So it's just great news for the club this yep. week that all these players have re-signed. I do want to see more of Phillips, so um, it's great that he's around here for another two years at least. Kieran Byrne is uh, apparently, he's training and he's up for selection in the VFL. Is that correct, Tone? Uh, it is indeed. Uh, again, uh, came back after, you know, that horrible knee injury that mm. really happened in innocuous circumstances, I think, against Collingwood last year, if mm. memory serves me rightly. Um, an exciting player, you know, the terrific rebounding halfback flanker who um, has um, done everything required of him to get his knee right. Um, A a popular figure around the place, Tony. I think, um, you know, everyone has been so very supportive of him in the, um, the, you know, the rehab period, which can never be easy. You know, you you know, heard talking, you know, it was interesting to hear um, Alex Fasolo, you know, identify this issue with um, uh, depression, whatever it was, and and hearing um, a lot of the players, uh, the current players here, um, Bryce Gibbs, both Bryce Gibbs and D- David Cunningham, after the North game, talking about how much they were looking forward to the bye, yeah. just as a means of you know pressure, the release of the pressure valve, yeah. you know, and yeah. I could understand that. In Bryce Gibbs, a seasoned play, you know, but I, I can recall saying to Dave Cunningham, um, you know, two games in, you're on a bit of a roll. Wouldn't you want to keep going rather than... I said, no, 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 the boys come at a good time, just both physically and mentally, you know. And So I've been thinking a little bit about that. And, um, you know, I think, it, I think when you strip it back, the players, you know, the match days we see them play and do what they do best. But during the course of the week, we don't see... The grind, you know, the yeah. having to front up every morning to go through training, or in, or in Casey Burns' case, rehab, which yeah. can't have been fun. And yes, they are paid big dollars. Let's not make any bones about it. But there is this grind and this relentless, you know, um, um, commitment to you know 
Minsana Incorporate Sana, yeah. as they say. So, um, so I, th- I think, you know, for Casey to get back, Kieran Boone to get back now after that real setback with his need of time when he was just starting to emerge as a, as a, uh, you know, a re- rebounding halfback flank for Carlton. It's another good news story that he's yeah. starting back this week and uh, hopefully it won't be long before we see him, um, you know, again uh, doing what he does best at senior level. What, what would the <clears> – <throat> sorry, Tony, what would the time frame be? Let's say he performs well over, what, how many games is he expected to perform well, well over? Is it three or four? And then he's, he's I, back by second half of the season. I would have thought so. Um, I, I would imagine without knowing that – Maybe they'll uh, start him off with a quarter or a half, you know, yeah. get him through, just get out there, have a bit of fun, feel the knee, see how it, see how it goes, and then build up from there. So, yes, you, you would think maybe two to three weeks, perhaps a month it might take yeah. for him to seriously um, uh, come under consideration at senior level. Yeah. So um, I guess it, um, it's one of those ones we'll monitor closely, and let's hope that... Everything goes to plan uh, for Kieran Boone because he's um, he's at his best. He's um, he's a great player to oh, watch. He's for just the, really the exciting. Boys. I can't wait till he's back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, no, that's, he's good. That's going to be great. And uh, um, <clears throat> just think of that runoff half back. Yes, please. Yes. Now, there's a couple of you did mention uh, a couple of milestone games. Uh, the great Matthew Cruiser. How's well, this? What that number amazed me. No, 150 games. Yes. Yeah, 149 in. Uh, I've just pinned a story for the website where, um, and I thank Steve Williamson, the statistician, for this, that that he's missed something like 68 games uh, oh. over the course of that period he's played senior footy at Carlton. And if you add 100, you add 68 to 149 that he's played, he actually would have passed Lance Whitnell's record in that Guernsey last week. Oh, wow. So so uh, the number eight, Lance, holds the record for most games um, at Carlton. So, yes, he's had his fair share of setbacks, um, but you would have to say that uh, as of 2017, he's in career best form. Yeah. Uh, this has been his best year for the club. But I think basically because it's been his most consistent year, yeah. On the end of a full pre-season, which he probably hasn't had for the period of time that he's been at Carlton. So just goes to show the importance of getting that fitness base in. You know, it mm. gives you, your body a chance well, Murphy's to... Murphy's the same, isn't it? Murphy's the yeah. same, you know, and just gives you a chance to sort of cope with the rigours that the game demands. And um, look, he's been a, um, you know, a no-frills type player. Um, I think what's great about him is the way that he, he backs up after the first contest, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, to see him rove his own hit outs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not many players could do that. He, he's he's a great player. And, um, and loved by the Carlton faithful. Yes, and, and as I, as, that's so true, Tony. Yeah. And as I sort of mentioned with Harry Mackay before, big blokes take longer to develop. And at what's Matt Cruz and Abbey, 27, 28? Well, I dare say the best years are ahead for him. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's a frightening prospect. That's a frightening yeah. prospect. So all power to number Number eight, the big Matty, um, running through the banner this week, game number 150, and let's hope uh, it won't be long before we're singing his praises as a 200-game player. I look forward to that. I also look forward to uh, that same milestone for one L Plowman, who's at 50, not not 50 games with Carlton, but... 50 nonetheless, it's a milestone. Yes, I think 30 of which might have been played here, the rest of GWS. Again, uh, a canny pick-up by oh, Stephen yeah. Silvani. Um, you know, it wasn't so long ago, Tone, that, that um, Count was subject to some criticism. Uh, you know, it was seen as a 
uh, GWS dumping ground. Yeah. And yet if you look at all of those players that have been um, secured to the club, you know, uh, Marchbank, um, Plowman, um, they've all, Phillips, yeah. they've all proved their worth uh, as um, genuine um, senior team members. Keep dumping. Yeah, 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 exactly right. You know, and, and now they're all cottoning on, and you know, everyone's talking about how you know Kelly is the hottest prospect at GWS, and everyone realises, well, that, you know, th- those players um, were taken by GWS for a reason. They were yeah. very, very good players, and um, we're just lucky that we have Plowman and his likes at this place um, because they are taking Carlton forward, no doubt about it. And when you look at the success story of the year at Carlton. You have to say it is that that defensive core, that yeah. team within the team that have been so rigid, so steady throughout. And um, uh, I give credit to um, Dale Amos there, you know, the the coach of the back back mm. half of the team, for really gelling this this tight knit unit. And um, as I said, it's been one of the real success stories. And all power to Lockie, may may go on with it. Indeed. Now um, <clears throat> we've uh, we'll preview the game just quickly. Uh, round um, twelve. Uh, Carlton versus GWS, Sunday the 11th of June, Etihad Stadium at 3.20pm. Yes, well, Tony, it's it's Team 1 versus Team 17. And I yeah. said to someone before, I don't know that I've ever seen a better performed 17th place team. Mm. I mean, Carlton this year have turned in some extraordinary performances. I mean, the, the second and third quarters of that North game... Yeah. Um, we, we, I think we discussed this. One, yeah. You know, it was just magnificent, exhilarating football. And, um, well, this is the ultimate litmus test, isn't it? You know, in GWS, we have a team on the make, you know, a team that's the, the experts suggest uh, are going to feature pretty prominently in September, probably go all the way. Mm. How will Carlton perform against GWS? Well, well, time will tell. We've got them at Etihad. Um, Daisy's back. Daisy's back. And, um, uh, you know, this, this is the ultimate test, I suspect. But, look, I, you know, this Carlton team knows no fear. You know yeah. they'll welcome the the opportunity. I suppose it's a another example, another indication will be given of where we're actually at. Yeah. In terms of our development, but um, I, I think you've got to be heartened with the Carlton team. You know, if, you know to get that be on the end of that seven goal hiding against North early on the game. Yeah. You know, Twelve months ago, we would have been belted by fifteen goals. Oh yeah. And yet they found a way to to respond. And uh, I think. I think our focus this week will probably will definitely be on the start because we've been a little bit tardy getting out of the blocks. But, you know, if we're thereabouts, um, who knows what may happen. Home crowd. Um, mm. You know, we want Eddie Head Stadium filled to the brim this Sunday because um, uh, for those who didn't see the performance against North, oh, it was you truly – you missed something yeah. really special. So, And also, just judging by um, uh, Brendan Bolton's demeanour, I know I've, I've touched on this before, but he's – I would imagine expecting nothing less than four quarters, four consistent quarters, competitive quarters, and um, he's certainly not going to this game. I wouldn't have thought um, as uh, as a lost cause. Absolutely, thinks, um, and uh, there just seemed to be <clears throat> a shift in his attitude or posture that um, you know the heroic efforts or the heroic uh, failures uh, they're all fine, but uh, that's not what we're about anymore. Very true, Tony. Kenny, observation. I think um, no longer can inexperience be used as, as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think, yes, we, that comment from Brendan Bolton in many ways raised the bar in terms of the expectations on the, on the current and senior players. So um, I'm sure that the focus will be on four quarters. It sounds pretty cliched, but we, the team hasn't achieved that yeah. at this stage, and that's got to be 
a major focus um, going into to the GWS game. Um, the ultimate challenge, as I said earlier, uh, you know, who knows what will happen, but I tell you what, um, it'd be worth getting down there Sunday to yeah. have a look because, you, um, you know, it's exciting times. Sunday, uh, as I said, uh, 11th of June, Etihad Stadium, 3.20pm. Get on down there. It'll be great. And congratulations to all the players with Milestone Games. And we look forward to dissecting the game next week, hopefully, uh, the victory. But look, you know, we live in faith. And that's uh, what, a, what is the option, Tony? Devolve, what right? is the option? I will be seeing you on the concourse, Tony. Look forward to it, Tony. I'll see you then. This has been the two times with Tony DeBolfo. Cheers. Tony Moclair. We'll see you next week. Go Blues.